Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Job spoke, saying, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? If we've lived long enough, we've all experienced that. If we're honest, life sometimes is difficult. Our experience here on this earth can sometimes be a burden, can be a drudgery, monotonous, difficult. We're called to toil and endure the cross and suffering and even death. Really, we shouldn't expect anything else because we live in a fallen world, a world that has been wounded by sin, and we have to, to deal with the consequences of that means life is not always easy. In fact, quite often, it's hard and difficult. But Job even goes farther than that because he himself is experiencing enormous turmoil and suffering. He says, remember that my life is like the wind. I shall not see happiness again. Sometimes we can believe that in the midst of, of life's tragedies, sorrow, darkness, despair, anxiety, hardship, trial? Am I ever going to be happy again? Is this ever going to get any better? Is my life just always going to be this burdensome and and wearisome? And again, on the one hand, that's, that's our lot here on earth. We shouldn't expect our life on earth to be perfect. It never will be. But on the other hand, that experience of the fallenness of our world and and our own fallenness can become a place in our life where the enemy likes to whisper a lie. And it's the lie that, yes, things will never get better. Things are always going to be hard and difficult and burdensome and drudgerous. It's always going to be that way. It's the lie of hopelessness. It's the lie of despair. And it's not of God. Because it's not true. And God knew that we needed a a message that would combat this tendency that we can fall into of thinking that life is always going to be a drudgery. Or it's always going to be this way. Or things will never get better. And that's why at the heart of the gospel... That St. Paul proclaimed and spoke about in the second reading is a message of hope. Christ came, among other things, to give us hope. He came into our fallen world because he alone has the power to redeem it. And so the message of redemption is a message of hope. That sin and death and suffering will not have the final word. Things will not always be this way. That's why hope becomes uh, one of the foundations of the Christian life, something that is necessary for us to be able to live our life in the way that God desires, even as we journey through this valley of tears and experience and endure hardship and trial. But in order for hope to be the source of strength that it's meant to be, to be the source of 
of joy that it's meant to be, we need to make sure we understand it correctly. We need to know what Christian hope is and what it's not. So the Catechism gives us just a brief, succinct definition to help us understand this critical virtue. So I'll just quote it and then just offer a few comments. Catechism tells us that hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. And it quotes the letter to the Hebrews, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So just to highlight four aspects there of the virtue of hope, that it's a theological virtue, which means that it comes from God, that it's a gift that he gives us with grace, that when we were baptized, we received these three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. But those virtues are meant to grow and increase throughout our life as we get confirmed and receive communion and continue to strive uh, to grow in the gifts that God has in store for us. And so hope is, is not something that comes from us and is not ultimately something that depends upon us. And by hope, we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. Our hope is not ultimately for something in this life. We don't expect perfect happiness from the things of this world, or at least we shouldn't, because they cannot deliver. Rather, our hope is in the happiness of heaven and the eternal life that God has in store for us. And so hope is something that we don't yet possess, because when we possess something, we don't hope for it anymore. So hope invites us to long for heaven, to look forward to what God has in store for us and to put our happiness there. Hope places our trust in Christ's promises, which means it's certain. Sometimes we, in English, use hope in a way that kind of waters it down a little bit. We say things like, well, I sure hope my, my team wins today. I sure hope we get some good weather. I sure hope, you know, insert whatever you kind of wish will happen. That's not Christian hope. That's just a wish. But we have no control over those wishes. But Christian hope is something that rests upon God. And he is always faithful to his promises. And so we can have a confidence and a certainty in him. And finally, hope relies not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. Hope is not self-reliance. It's not about me being good enough or, or doing the right things to get to heaven. If it were dependent upon me or you, none of us would have any hope. Right? It's about God's grace that enables us, that gives us what we need to persevere in this journey of life. Our hope rests upon Him in trusting that He will give us the grace that we need. And so along with faith and hope, along with faith and charity, 
Hope is one of these foundational virtues of the Christian life. And we should be praying that God would increase and strengthen our hope. Too often, we we tend to focus our prayers and our desires on things that are right in front of us. We, We want temporal and earthly goods. And it's not that those are bad or wrong, but we should primarily be asking God for the gifts that we need to get to heaven, because that's where our true happiness lies. And so even the miracles that Jesus performed that we heard about in the gospel, sometimes, you know, people can get so focused on on miracles and wanting miracles, and that's not wrong. But we have to put it in perspective, because even Jesus' miracles, healing the sick, driving out demons, raising the dead, did not bring about perfect happiness for those individuals, because they still had to live the rest of their life here on earth. They still got sick later. They still suffered. They still got hurt. They still died. They still experienced uh, temptation and sin and evil. But rather, those miracles are a sign that points us to heaven, where there will no longer ever be any illness or suffering or disease, where there will no longer ever be struggles with sin and temptation and evil. That is what Jesus' miracles are inviting us to put our hope in, not in the present, but in the future. And here's the uh, kind of the paradox. The more we put our hope in the things of earth, the here and the now, the more we strive just for that happiness that we want right now, the more life will be a drudgery and the less happiness we will experience. Because we're putting our hope for happiness in the wrong thing, and it will always disappoint. But on the other hand, if we put our hope for heaven, uh, our hope for happiness in heaven and in God, then we will begin here and now to experience a foretaste of that happiness. We'll get a glimpse of it that will be greater than anything else we can experience in this life. And this is what the saints teach us. This is the example that they give. While there will never be perfect happiness in this life, the saints were the happiest, most joyful people that have ever lived because they put their hope in God and in heaven. And so they were able to endure great trials with strength and joy because they knew that those trials would one day end that they would not last forever, and that by their faith, hope, and charity, by their perseverance and fidelity, they would come to the end of that trial and be admitted into the kingdom that they longed for throughout their life, that it would bring them face to face with God, that they would be with their Lord forever, and they would experience that perfect happiness, that perfect joy, that perfect love, that perfect peace that our hearts long for, that we cannot experience fully in this life, but that the good news of the gospel is a message of hope, is that that happiness is waiting for us in heaven.